0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the June 13th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Folson, attorney with Floyd, Skarin & Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our litigation report. The Court of Appeal ruled that a tort defendant is allowed to offset a plaintiff's workers' compensation recovery against the civil judgment. Here's what happened in the case of Tuttle versus Ukiah Venice Hospital. Jack Tuttle slipped and fell down 22 steps at an office complex where his employer, Lynn Care, leased space. He and his wife, Megan Tuttle, sued a number of entities connected with the complex. The Tuttles settled with many of them. Ceramic Tile World paid $35,000, Selberg Associates paid $500,000, and in a global settlement, other defendants paid a total of $2.2 million the Tuttles went to trial against the lone remaining defendant, Medical Center, on the issue of damages. Based on stipulations, the jury was instructed that the Medical Center was negligent and that the Medical Center was only contesting the full extent of Mr. Tuttles' claimed injuries and damages. At the time of this stipulation, Medical Center's counsel said that the medical center would likely be seeking set-offs or credits for the settlements once the jury put a number on damages. The jury found Jack Tuttle sustained a total damage of nearly $2.5 million and $150,000 for Megan Tuttle for lack of consortium. The court then entered judgment in accordance with this verdict. Shortly thereafter, the medical center filed a motion to vacate the judgment and enter a new judgment reflecting set-offs and credits for the pretrial settlements and workers' compensation benefits paid by the insurance carrier for Jack Tuttle's employer. The medical center had purchased the carrier's workers' compensation lien. The trial court ordered a set-off and reduced the judgment as requested, and the Tuttle's appealed. The Court of Appeals sustained the trial court in the unpublished case of Tuttle versus Ukiah Adventist Hospital. CCP section 877 provides that a judgment in favor of a tort plaintiff shall be offset by the amount of pretrial settlements the plaintiff obtains from other defendants. The purpose of the statute is to assure equitable sharing of damages and to assure a plaintiff will not be enriched unjustly by a double recovery. The obvious purpose of the party stipulation concerning liability in this case was to frame the issue to be tried for the jury to prevent the jury from engaging in any speculation about the liability of other parties and to foreclose the jury from making any apportionment of damages based on such speculation. The stipulation, in short, had nothing to do with set-off and did not constitute a knowing relinquishment by the medical center of its right to a set-off under CCP 877. And now our crime report. Seven defendants have been indicted by a Riverside County Grand Jury in a complex case involving workers' compensation insurance fraud. Two indictments allege that 18 insurance companies were defrauded in this scheme in which $98 million was fraudulently billed. The first indictment charges 45-year-old chiropractor Payman Heidieri of Riverside 59-year-old attorney Carrie David Abramowitz of Los Angeles, 34-year-old Anna Solis of Rancho Cucumaga, and 53-year-old Gladys Ross of Simi Valley with 69 felony counts. Charges include conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, making a false insurance claim, making a false statement for the purpose of obtaining workers' compensation benefits, money laundering, practicing medicine without a license, and capping. Heidieri is described in court records as a chiropractor and suspected architect of a massive, fully integrated criminal enterprise designed to commit workers' compensation insurance fraud. Heidieri owned or ran numerous businesses, including law firms and health clinics, according to court records, and the alleged criminal activity dates back to at least 2009. The second indictment charges 37 year old chiropractor Tuba Pactel Nabadi of Costa Mesa and doctors 57 year old Quinyam Nguyen of Orange and 50 year old Jason Yang of Pasadena with 38 similar felony counts. The charges stem from the operation of a workers' compensation medical mill spearheaded by chiropractor Payman. Hyderi, and involving other medical providers. Investigators found 63 bank accounts controlled by Hyderi or jointly with attorney Abramowitz that were linked to 48 businesses. Investigators believe more than $30 million moved through Hyderi's businesses from October 2013 to August 2015. Solis worked as an office manager who directed untrained paralegals to fill bogus claims and who also recruited new clients. Ross is the owner and CEO of several medical billing companies who contracted with Hydery and his clinics. Hydery faces a potential maximum sentence of 97 years and four months in state prison if convicted. Former Democratic Assemblyman Tom Calderon pleaded guilty to one felony count of money laundering. Prosecutors agreed to drop six other charges as part of the plea agreement. The plea settles as part of a criminal case that also alleges that his brother, former Democratic State Senator Ron Calderon, accepted bribes in exchange for voting on certain pending workers' compensation laws. He admits in the plea bargain that he and his brother Ron Calderon hid bribe money through laundering it through his company. In accepting Calderon's guilty plea, the U.S. District Judge emphasized that she is not held to honor the terms of the deal he struck with the government. The maximum punishment for a count of money laundering is 20 years imprisonment and a half a million dollars in fines. The plea agreement says that Tom Calderon admits that he founded a political consulting company, Calderon Group Incorporated, and also became an executive officer of Californians for Diversity, a nonprofit group. Michael Drabat's son pled guilty in the Federal Pacific Hospital of Long Beach case. The scheme involved tens of millions of dollars in illegal kickbacks to dozens of doctors, chiropractors, and others. Thousands of patients were referred to Pacific Hospital where they underwent spinal surgeries that led to more than $580 million in fraudulent bills being submitted during the last eight years of the scheme alone. Many of the fraudulent claims were paid by the California Workers' Compensation System and the federal government through the Federal Workers' Compensation System. Documents which became publicly available last week indicate that 44-year-old Michael R. Drabat, who lives in Newport Beach, is the son of Pacific Hospital owner Michael D. Drabat. He pleaded guilty on March 4 to conspiracy and illegal kickback charges and is scheduled to be sentenced on November 18. 48-year-old chiropractor Michael E. Bari, who lives in San Clemente, and who owned and operated the Santa Ana Company's TriStar Medical Group and Jojasso Management Company pleaded guilty on March 11 to a conspiracy count and admitted that he received illegal kickbacks for referrals to Pacific Hospital from 2009 through October 2013. Bari admitted to receiving more than $158,000 in illegal kickbacks after referring a dozen patients to Pacific Hospital where they had back surgeries. As a result of his referrals, Pacific Hospital billed insurance carriers approximately $3.9 million for spinal surgeries. Bari is scheduled to be sentenced on January 13, 2017. 66-year-old Linda Martin, who lives in Clovis, California, was a marketer for Pacific Hospital. She recruited medical professionals and others to refer patients with promises of kickbacks and pleaded guilty to a conspiracy charge on May 27. She is scheduled to be sentenced on August 19. These three defendants joined six others, including Drabot Sr., who have also pleaded guilty. All nine defendants have agreed to cooperate with the government's ongoing investigation, dubbed Operation Spinal Cap. When he is sentenced, Drabat Jr. will face a statutory maximum penalty of 10 years in federal prison. Bari and Martin each face potential prison sentences of five years as a result of their guilty pleas. 49-year-old Linda Bogis, who lives in Ventura, was convicted by a jury of four felony counts of workers' compensation insurance fraud. Boges was employed by the Ventura County Human Services Agency. Back in 2007, she filed a workers' compensation claim alleging she experienced paralyzing pain. She received medical treatment and temporary disability payments until 2011 when she was cleared to return to work without restrictions but she then provided new work restrictions from a separate doctor, which limited her to lifting no more than five pounds. In 2012, the County of Ventura, which is self-insured for workers' compensation claims, opened an investigation. Video surveillance taken in a parking lot showed that Bojess was able to lift car tires mounted on wheels, each weighing 45 pounds and carrying them for a distance of 50 feet. At the same time, she testified at her deposition that she was unable to lift and move anything heavier than a gallon of milk. Bojess will be sentenced in July. She faces a maximum possible sentence of eight years in local custody and a $150,000 fine. The FDA partnership with international regulatory and law enforcement agencies took action against nearly 4,500 websites that illegally sell potentially dangerous unapproved prescription drugs to U.S. consumers. This effort was part of Operation Pangaea 9, the ninth Annual International Internet Week of Action. This is a global cooperative effort led by Interpol to combat the unlawful sale and distribution of illegal and potentially counterfeit medical products on the Internet. This operation demonstrates the FDA's continuing commitment to stand united with international partners to protect consumers. The goal is to identify the makers and distributors of illegal prescription drug products and to remove these products from the supply chain. The FDA conducted extensive inspections at international mail facilities in coordination with U.S. Customs and Border Protection. And they sent formal complaints to domain registrars requesting the suspension of the 4,402 websites. Included are 110 websites that sell the chemical DNP as a weight loss product. A recent FDA task force investigation into the distribution of DNP resulted in a 2016 guilty plea from Adam Alden of Bakersfield for introducing an unapproved drug into interstate commerce. A Rhode Island customer who purchased DNP by way of the internet from Alden died as a result of DNP ingestion. In addition, the FDA issued warning letters to the operators of 53 websites illegally offering unapproved and misbranded prescription drug products for sale to U.S. customers. In addition to health risks, illegal online pharmacies pose other risks to consumers, including credit card fraud, identity theft, and computer viruses. A Santa Barbara police officer was charged with four felonies related to workers' compensation insurance fraud. 28-year-old Jacob Finnerty was hired by the department in 2011. The department commenced a workers' compensation fraud investigation in 2014 when there appeared to be some possible fraud involved in his claim. Finnerty had been out on leave related to his workers' compensation claim on and off since 2014. The district attorney's office filed four felony charges of insurance fraud counts against Mr. Finnerty. Finnerty is a resident of Hesperia in San Bernardino County. Santa Barbara detectives conducted the investigation after the California Department of Insurance declined to take the case. This is the second high-profile Santa Barbara Police Department employee criminal case in recent years. Former business office manager Karen Flores was sentenced to state prison after pleading no contest to embezzlement, stealing public funds, and destroying parking citations. 61-year-old Eric Johnson, who lives in Valencia, was arrested by Department of Insurance detectives on two felony counts of insurance fraud and one felony count of child abuse after an indictment with a st- incident with a student. Johnson was a teacher for the Los Angeles County Office of Education. He filed a workers' compensation claim after an altercation with a 17-year-old minor at the Camp Mendenhall Juvenile Facility. Johnson claimed the student initiated the altercation, striking him in the jaw and lip and then shoving him into a wall. But video evidence revealed that Johnson actually instigated the physical altercation and assaulted the minor. Victim and witness statements corroborated the visual evidence. According to the evidence, Johnson did not sustain any physical injuries. The Los Angeles County Office of Education paid approximately $1,000 in losses because of Johnson's allegedly fraudulent claim. Early discovery of his claim likely prevented larger losses for the county. Johnson was booked into Los Angeles County Sheriff's Detention Facility. And this case is being prosecuted by the L.A. District Attorney's Office. A Santa Barbara contractor faces fraud charges. A criminal complaint filed in the Santa Barbara Superior Court against 49-year-old Mark Melchiori alleges the former president of Melchiori Construction Company committed 47 felonies. His company has faced multiple lawsuits from 2011 to 2012, which alleged it did not pay its creditors and subcontractors on time. Melchiori is charged with embezzlement, insurance and wage fraud, violating the Unemployment Insurance Code, diverting construction funds, and committing as well as conspiring to commit grand theft. The complaint includes 15 charges alleging Melchiori diverted over $350,000 worth of construction funds received from filmmaker Robert Zemeckis. The complaint further charges Melchiori deceived the filmmaker out of property worth more than $53,000. One count charges Melchiori misclassified employee job duties and the nature of their work on paperwork filed with Everest National Insurance Company, which lowered his workers' compensation premiums. He is also charged with stealing wages from 14 employees and discouraging one of them to file a workers' compensation claim. And with that story, that is all of our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and our special reports using your iPhone, your iPad, your iPod, or your Android device by searching for the Work Comp Academy with your podcast software. Again, I'm Renee Foles, an attorney with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and please drop by again next week for more news. <music>